Bushwick, shout out Canarsie, shout out Best Eye. I rap, I review OnlyFans, and as of today, I podcast. Shout out to my old listeners, shout out to my new listeners for sticking with me. There's a lot and very little to be discussed simultaneously at the same time. So we're going to get to that really quickly, depending on what you define as quick. Yeah, um, there's this new show that premiered on. Amazon Prime and it's called Harlem as it's starring Megan Good and that light-skinned girl and I cringe just by saying that I know that was colorist and shit I'm sorry her name was her name is Grace Byers she used to be on the show Empire and disclosure Ami watched like maybe I I watched a season and a half a season and a quarter before I checked out of the series completely. Like, it was good in the beginning, but a lot of plot, a lot of plots just like was unbelievable after a while. So it's like, you know what? This shit is goofy. Check out. And I, yeah. And this was around the time when when Power just came out. The Yeah, Power Book One, whatever you want to call it. The first Power just came out around that time. So... It made it easy for me to like be fully invested in power, but even that jumped the shark after season what two, three? With fucking I thought Ghost killed Cannon, but that nigga just kicked the door out and that's when everything started taking a downturn from there, plot wise, because but yeah. And it's funny as I'm bringing up Empire Fucking guess who's on trial? Juicy Smoothie. <laughs> Juicy Smoothie is finally facing trial for that garbage ass lie he tried to sell us. Yo, like that Dave Chappelle scene. Like y'all can feel how y- feel how y'all want to feel about him about. You know, the whole LGBTQ thing. But two things. One, y'all not canceling him. So, I don't know why that's still a thing. But two, which is number one on this podcast, is that that Juicy Smoothie, that Juicy Smoothie special will forever be immortalized. It'll forever be immortalized. Just off him remixing the name from... Calling that nigga Jesse from calling that nigga Jesse Smollett to Juicy Smoothie alone. We don't even call him Jesse anymore. Juicy. You try to call him Jesse now, like niggas gonna look at you strange. Like, who's that? Ju- Jesse Smollett. You mean Juicy Smoothie? 
oh wow <laughs> yeah and it's a damn shame we don't even know him we don't even like know him for empire anymore we don't know him for empire anymore we don't even acknowledge him as um what's her name's brother that actress brother journey smallest brother we don't even acknowledge him for that either that's a damn shame i rap at this point, if I was him, I'd have rather be known for being Journey Smollett's brother than being known as Juicy Smouye, the nigga that lied about white supremacist, racist white supremacists attacking you in Chicago at 2, 3 in the morning while you was getting fucking Subway. That's wild. And... Around the time of his trial happening, there's also the trial of Jazane Maxwell. I'm probably saying her name wrong, but I don't care. Basically, she was helping get young girls for Jeffrey Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein. Wow. I call that nigga. I call that man Jeffrey Maxwell. Jeffrey Epstein. He basically helped recruit young girls for Jeffrey Epstein to touch on. So those two trials are going down. And while, while people are attempting to like focus on both, to be honest, Juicy Smouye's trial seems way more entertaining to me. I'll be honest. And even Tax Stone called it earlier. Like he said, he said exactly what I was thinking. To be honest, there's not going to be any real repercussions. In my opinion, I don't think there's going to be any real repercussions for that Jazane Maxwell girl. Like when is there ever any real repercussions for powerful white people? They're going to put her on the stand. She's going to say whatever. She's going to say whatever she's going to say and... And the fact that she hasn't been, and the fact that she hasn't committed suicide, quote unquote, before reaching trial is astounding. I'll say that. I was shocked by that. The fact that she she wasn't found hanging from her, you know, jail cell mysteriously before she ever saw trial, that's amazing. So, which means, honestly, there's not going to be... To me, that means there's not going to be any real repercussions, in my opinion. Now, the Juicy Smouye shit, this is, this is really entertaining. It's already entertaining. First of all, I'm already, and they're already giving us, like, TMI information. Something about this nigga, hold on, yeah, this shit is already more entertaining. I, I, I'm looking up the fucking article right now now first of all this nigga already starting off his trial lying under oath saying he never staged the attack that's for one and for two he's also saying that he like he had a sexual relationship with one of with one of the quote-unquote attackers that's okay let me pause right there real quick first of all we gotta stop calling these niggas attackers Stop. Like, that's for one. There was, again, he staged the quote-unquote attack. So as far as I'm concerned, they're not attackers. Second of all, those were his lovers. 
from what I'm reading on this article. Those were his lovers. Just call him his lovers. I'm gonna just call him his lovers. Fuck, fuck that attacker shit. So let me see. A sexual relationship began to forge between the two at a particular Chicago bathhouse. <laughs> Oh shit! He helped. He also helped them get drug. He also helped one of them get drugs, including cocaine. And niggas basically got a private room and did drugs and made out. So basically, this was like, what? Remember that scene? For those who've seen um, the movie Moonlight, remember that scene when um, what's his? What's his? Fuck, I forgot his name. Chiron, Chiron, that was his name. How the fuck I forget his name? And I've seen the movie like two, three times. Remember that scene when Chiron is a teenager and he goes to the beach with the dude that plays Kevin? And them niggas go from talking to making out and he just gives him a hand job on the fucking beach. That's basically that. Only niggas is throwing cokes off each other's dicks. That, that, that's what I get from that. And from what I'm reading, the dude that he had an affair with did not... He's another one that's lying on the sand saying that they never had a sexual relationship and didn't even know there was any sexual tension. But back to Juicy Smouye, he's saying that his lover kind of creeped him out every time he would... Every time they were... Oh, his not his lover, you know, the other guy his quote-unquote, his other quote-unquote attacker. Every time they were around him, he didn't want to speak to him. Like, every time they needed to leave, he made it seem like they were sneaking off. Y'all were sneaking off. The fuck you mean? That was your, that was your little sneaky link. You ain't want niggas, you ain't want niggas to know that your fucking gay lover was giving you a fucking handy under the table while y'all niggas stiff and coke, whatever the fuck weird shit y'all got going on. Yeah, I'm yeah, I, matter of fact, I'm not even going to finish the rest of it because just by going through it real quick, it's basically just drugs and sex shit. Drugs and sex bit pretty much. I can go to Twitter for that. He pleaded not guilty to 6 counts of disorderly conduct, a charge which which is punishable by up to 3 years. Oh wait, 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 wait. He was indicted on 16 felony counts of disorderly conduct. They dropped those charges, but a special prosecutor took over the case and the grand jury indicted him on new charges in February of last year. And since then, it that, that lie obviously fucked up his career because no one has seen him on screen since. Like, And honestly, who's going to hire Juicy? Who's going to take a chance on Juicy Smouye? Not to say that it won't happen down the line. Like... Plenty of people have done worse and been given second chances. So, but still, yo, I remember when this shit first broke out and I'm surprised on this juicy smooth. I'm surprised how this juicy smooth yay thing really ruined actual friendships behind it. Niggas get into a whole gender wars and not only, a, not just a gender war, niggas. People were swearing, especially black women, they swore up and down that niggas was being homophobic. Why won't you, 
Yeah, these niggas don't believe black men, so of course they're not gonna believe a man because he's gay. It had nothing to do with being him being gay. If you listen to the story, there was clear plot holes, blaring plot hole plot holes all around. None of this shit made sense. Fucking white guys coming at you at two, three in the morning when you had the sudden cravings for subway late at night. In Chicago, I never been to Chicago. Even I know, like, ain't enough, ain't no strong craving in the world for me to want to get Subway at no two, three, fucking, fucking two, three in the morning. That's wild. What? That that chicken ranch shit ain't hitting like that. Sorry, not not like that. And from and come to think about it. I remember, I think I seen the clip of Joe Button's podcast. I don't know if it was from his podcast or just some Lucy shit in general. He said that his, you know, association or friendship with Scotty Beam ended when, yeah, he said that his um, friendship and association with Scotty Beam ended over that fucking trial. When, he, when even he said that shit was bullshit. That's wild. And even when it came out that it was a lie, even when it came out that it was a lie, people were still dying on that fucking hill. Oh, you niggas hate black, you niggas hate gay men. Oh, you niggas hate gay black men. No. Y'all just don't like when niggas call a spade a spade. And that's gonna and that's really the theme of it today. Y'all don't like when niggas call things a spade. Just because niggas spot the truth of things doesn't mean that we don't hate it. Y'all just hate that it's being called how it's exactly it's portrayed. And the fucked up part is he would have he really skated off that. He was really going to skate off the homophobic thing all across the boards. Not just from that stage attack that he planned. He was going to ride off that from black women off the internet, blindly defending him. He was going to ride off that too. He probably wouldn't have got... Shit, if it wasn't found out that he was lying about that shit, he'd still be on TV today. All this over what? Because he wanted a bigger role and a bigger pay in Empire, a show, like I said, that jumped the shark way before he even got to... Way before by the time it got to the second season. And weird ass Amanda Seals didn't help by going up there and doubling down on the lie. Yeah, Juicy Smoothie got caught, but where's that guy? Well, not even doubling down. She tried to deflect. And I already asked y'all last episode. Matter of fact, I'll ask y'all again. What do y'all like about that woman? Seriously, what do y'all really like about Amanda Seals for y'all to still take her word on anything? Anything. Like, she she swears that she's not the spokesperson for black people, and yet she always takes it upon herself to be. She tried to deflect y'all on that fucking Juicy Smoothie shit. Then she geeked y'all head up into fucking voting for Biden so y'all could get Kamala Harris in, in office for the sake of, black, and I quote, black female representation. 
How's that been working for y'all, by the way? I've seen a lot of law pass. I've seen a lot of law pass that benefit other races except black people. So, hope that black female representation is working out for you. But yo, this this juicy smoothie shit is very very entertaining. So far, all I hear about is fucking cocaine, weed, and hand jobs, and fucking bathhouses. I always thought that bathhouse shit was only in movies, but now that I know that's the type of shit that really goes down, it makes matter of fact, it makes me think because I could have sworn I walked past a bathhouse once. Or a couple times in New York. And I would, it always piqued my curiosity to go in there. But then I'm like, nah, I'm a, a black man in his 20s and 30s going in a predominantly bathhouse. Nah, nah. Nah. There's limits, sir. My limits is there. Let me just. <laughs> but yeah, nah. Nobody was hate like nobody was being homophobic because nobody was being homophobic by calling shit a spade. It's just what it was. That that nigga was clearly lying. Like Dave Chappelle said, MAGA hats. Somebody gonna run up on you two, three in the morning talking about there's that F that's that F A G G O T nigger from Empire. That don't even sound, those don't even go together. A real fucking racist would not even be watching no gay black man in anything. Let alone a fucking, let alone a fucking show. And while we're on the subject of shows, back to, back to the subject of Harlem on Amazon Prime. There's this, um, I took a couple days off. You know, social media. Matter of fact, I took a couple days off my phone altogether. I had a like, I've been going, I'm, I've been going through it kind of rough with the mental health thing. So I just took some time off on my phone. I come back now. I have Fire Stick, so I already knew about this. Like, I already knew about Harlem debuting on Amazon Prime, and I even watched the trailer. Okay, so it's basically, you know, a modern day. It's sex in the city, but for, you know, the modern day black woman and shit. I watched the trailer, so it's like, all right. I mean, I'm, I mean, obviously I'm not going to watch. Obviously this show is not for me, so I didn't see myself watch it. But who's to say I, who's to say that I wouldn't have gave, gave it a chance down the line? That was my thought process at the time. I'm not going to watch it now, but I might change my mind later on. That shit hit a de- that shit stopped soon as I got on Twitter and there was this scene of them in the barbershop. Matter of fact, let me just pull this shit up real quick because this is still a thing even now. Hold on. Yeah, let me see if I can play this scene for y'all real quick. Just so y'all can like get an idea of what the fuck is going on or what I'm about to talk about. Telling you, he's hoes. Bust it wide open for a six-piece nugget. No fries. Yo, you gonna handle this? He's new. You know the rules. 
Yo, Aunt, chill. We got a lady present. Maybe the lady should try so hard to look like a dude. Mom shop's a safe space? You're not using the term safe space correctly, dumbass. Yeah, well, she just laying there all nutted on and shit. Yo, CJ, please get your boy. Todd, what can I do? Aunt's family? I've been coming here for years. We've been, but me and Aunt are family. He's my mom's sister, son's nephew. Cousin's up. So anyway, I want the titty fuck the hole, right? And then suddenly I realized Shorty got one titty bigger than the other. Yeah, now that you heard it, now that you heard it, let me just get it off my thing. I'm gonna start, I'm about, yo, I'm about to start calling myself Riley two times on this. Damn Fuck. I really be repeating shit twice, man, just for me to get my fucking full sentence out. Like, that is bad. I'm about to go in fucking towards episode 40. And I'm still porky pigging it. But, yeah. Let me just get this out the way real quick. Like, that is, I've been since, as long as I can remember. I've been to black barbers. I've been to Puerto Rican barbers. I've been to Dominican barbers. And all the barbers that I just listed to you. And all the barbershops I just listed. Nobody talks like that at all. At all. Even the Puerto Rican and Dominican barbershops I just listed. Whether you understand full Spanish or not, you can get that energy just on how niggas talk and what they talk about. That damn sure it wasn't one of them. Like, if anything, nobody's talk like busting it up with. Busted up for a chicken nugget. Like, what? Nobody's even talking like that in the fucking barbershop. Let alone that being the one of the fucking subjects. If anything, we're talking about, I can tell you off top what we're talking about. Sports, music, fucking conspiracy theories. That's it. But mainly it's just music and sports. And if women come up, it's like briefly, maybe two to two to five minutes tops. And nowhere in in no way are we even saying this shit. Like, what the fuck? And the worst part is niggas like every nigga is saying it, and yet there's somebody to fucking niggas is saying this. Not saying, you know, this is what we say in barbershop. Niggas are saying exactly what I say. Nowhere, like, this barbershop shit is not... This barbershop shit that they're portraying on the show is not real. It's not real. No way it's fucking real. Men are saying this. And yet, women... Yet, either women or fucking gays are coming out and saying, like... Y'all niggas talk gross like this. Yes, y'all do talk like this. Yes, y'all do talk like this. Like, any outside of that, you can say that. If it was anywhere outside the barbershop, you could say that. But I'm not about to... But I'm not about to condone niggas lying on the barbershop. People, especially people that never been in the barbershop to say that we talk like that. That's bullshit. I don't know where they're basing their experiences from, quote unquote, but it cannot be in fucking real life at all. And then it doesn't help this show, Andy, when I see more scenes of this. I see, not, not of this, but more scenes, like some other scenes. Like, for example, 
fucking there's this scene where Megan Good is about to suck this dude's dick and she's with the shits, like smiling up. Like literally, she has a smile on her face and all. Like, I'm about to give the man she about to give the man top. When this dude cocks his legs up, like take and he says, and I quote, take charge, baby. Like she like he wanted her to eat his ass. He, this dude really wanted Megan Good to eat his ass. That blew my mind. Like, oh shit. I would have never thought I'd see this in 2021. That, alright, it's the barbershop scene. That, and some motherfucking scene, some motherfucking scene where they're talking about appropriation. Once I saw three scenes, I'm like, yo, you know what? I'm... All the way good off the show. Now I'm really not interested in it. Like this scene. Matter of fact, this show. First of all, is there? I don't. There is there anybody from act? Is there anybody from Harlem that's actually in this show? First of all, probably not. Definitely not. That's one. Two. None of this. Sh- and based on, if I can base a solid assessment on all three scenes that I saw, this entire show is not based in any type, any type of reality. This is basically back Black Twitter, the series. Especially that barbershop shit. Because this isn't the first time I've seen the bar... This isn't the first time niggas talk about black barbershops being portrayed. I remember this fucking one tweet that went viral. Some... Like, somebody had to have made up this story about fucking this gay guy went to the black barbershop and niggas said some shit that made him feel uncomfortable, which is likely talking about women, and he just felt uncomfortable and just walked, and just walked out or ran out. And I'm like, what the... F-? As soon as you read that shit again, it's like just... It's like Juicy Smoothie all over again. I'm like, yo, like... Are y'all going out y'all are y'all going out of y'all way to demonize black men? Like, don't get me wrong. Certain, if not most things, I don't defend niggas on, but I'm not, what I don't condone is needless bastard, is needless, you know, demon demonize needlessly demonizing black men. That's what I don't condone. A lot of things I don't defend niggas on because wrong is wrong. But going back to what I said, a spade is a spade. Like this shit just came off. That barbershop scene just came off like not only was that shit not grounded on any type of real life, but the shit just came off as another way of demonizing black men. Like all we like all we do is talk about sex and make Black women needlessly uncomfortable. The fuck out of here. And even when the fucking stud lesbian was on there, they were shooting the shit with us. So, if anything, if anything, nobody, even when the stud lesbians was in there, nobody was talking about pussy. Nobody was talking about busting on the chick's tick. Like, that shit, that shit don't even sound right. That shit don't even sound right. Everybody said the same shit I said. Like, these black writers, these 
black writers were fucking basically study. Ugh. Like it's really hard to formulate into words. These black writers are basically writing their stories based off fucking Twitter trending topics. The barbershop shit, you know, the 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 whatever the fuck, getting ass eaten, ass eaten, all that shit. Like none of this shit is grounded on reality. And then when niggas call it out, that's when women start talking about, oh, you niggas being homophobic. Oh, you niggas really talk like that. Oh, we can't have nothing. Why y'all down? Why y'all trying to downplay this show? Like nobody's trying to take away y'all show. You can still watch it. Just because niggas calling it a spade a spade doesn't mean we're hating on the show just because it has black women in it. Y'all love to play the victim card whenever niggas call call the spade a spade. It is what it is. That shit is dead wrong. That shit is goofy. That shit is not grounded on reality. Not even by fucking 5%. That shit might as well be fantasy fiction. It might as well be a fantasy fiction show. Fucking why stop there? Y'all might as well fucking grow wings in the middle of y'all little fucking show and just fly around shit. If anything, that would be more realistic compared to how you're portraying both black men and black women on here too. Because I'm pretty sure y'all don't even be talking about cultural appropriation and fucking in the middle of nowhere. What? Insecure is more realistic than Harlem. I'd rather watch that. I ra- I'll watch Insecure. I'll watch Insecure from season one to the end five fucking times before I watch one episode of Harlem. At least when you watch Insecure, it inspires conversation on Twitter. You watch Harlem and you're basically seeing tweets play out on screen. And for that, I might as well watch the Colton Julia show for that. Hell, I might as well stay on Twitter for that. I don't like I don't need a show based on Twitter. Black shows should be more than matter of fact, black shows should be more than just Twitter tweets, but black shows should be more than just heavy-handed wokeness and fucking inaccurate tweets. That's why I never gave blackish a chance that's why i never gave any of them ish shows a chance that's why i remember i watched the movie dear white people the movie itself is good and when i heard the fucking dear white people was turned into a series on netflix i was open to giving it a chance within the first episode i'm like yeah i don't know what the fuck they're doing with this this is definitely not the movie I'm not watching this shit. Because again, it just felt like heavy-handed wokeness along with new new black Twitter shit. And then come to find out the writer of the show is white. Oh, hell no, I'm not watching this show. Fuck this show. Fuck this show. Ain't nothing black about this show anymore. Like, we don't need any more shows. We don't need any more black shows that's basically created to be digestible for white people. Basically, you know, the heavy-handed wokeness, the black Twitter conversations playing out, 
on screen that's basically, you know, supposed to be, how can I say this, digestible for white people that's trying to learn black shit. Basically, instead of asking that one black co-worker out of fear, they're going to get cursed out or get their ass beat or even worse to them, being called racist. So instead, they go they go to shows like Blackish or Dear White People as point of reference to learn black shit, black culture one-on-one. Ugh. It just gives off a nasty feel when I talk about it. And... I'm frustrated with myself that I'm not wording it the way that I want to word it, but hopefully y'all do understand where I'm coming from. It's just black people are more than just, especially black shows. It's just more than just, again, it's more than enough at the end of the day. If y'all like, as far as that show Harlem goes, if y'all like it, I love it. I'm just saying that nobody's hating on black women or black women shows by calling by calling out shit for what it is. It's just, it's just actors reading out fucking tweets. That's it. That's what I get from it. Black actors reading out tweets. Dumbass tweets at that. And when black men are telling y'all, no, that's not the experience, y'all counter out, y'all counter with, y'all counter with, oh yeah, by the way, one of the writers responded to the, one of the writers responded to that shit, which turned out to be a black writer, saying that that scene, that particular scene was based on queer women or masculine presenting women experiences at black barbershops. And I'm like, Point me out to them because this can't be it. This isn't it at all. Again, niggas grew up around stud lesbians. They're just as they they're just as nigga as us. And even when they are in the black male, predominantly black male barbershops, none of this shit goes, none of that shit that was portrayed in that scene goes down at all. Not even five percent of it. And even if even if one nigga was about to talk nasty in front of women, that shit would get nipped in the bud. I've seen it plenty of times in real life. Like, yo, calm down. Nigga, moms be dropping off their fucking kids here, their sons here just to get a haircut. Dads be bringing their sons and whatever just to get a haircut. Yeah, you, you really think they're going to talk that raunchy in front of fucking kids in a black barbershop? You'd be surprised. You would be surprised. Niggas don't condone that type of raunchy ass talk in front of, in front of women, children. And you rarely go in here when it's just predominantly men. Like I said before, it's sports, music, and conspiracy theories. That's it. Niggas ain't about to talk like y'all confused it for the fuck. You know what it is? And I just thought about it. The Joe Button um, TV shit. Way before the podcast. Yeah, it was Joe Bud TV on YouTube. Way before the official podcast. Niggas is probably thinking about, you know, the scene where Joe Button, where Joe Button, Maul, and Fabulous talking in the barbershop. And even then, you rarely, and even going back to that scene, 
Niggas ain't really talking about women like that then. So it's like, where's y'all point of references coming from when y'all say that niggas talk raunchy in barbershops? I'm trying to figure it out. Or is it just some type of shit you made up in your mind as an excuse to... De- Yo. Like... Now, like I said, y'all can... I mean, if y'all feel... Like, y'all can have... If y'all want to still watch that show be fans of it by all means obviously that show is not for me or for black men for that matter and to be honest it's not really for black women either but you know y'all enjoy shit y'all y'all like no matter how trash it is so it is what it is all i'm saying is if more black shows are going to be coming out which I'm pretty sure it will come 2022. I would just like more black shows to be less heavy-handed on the woke shit and not based off content, social media content. If anything, they could just study the blueprint from how Issa Rae went about with Insecure. Create show... Create show, shows that inspires dialogue, not study, not implements dialogue from elsewhere and be incredibly inaccurate. That's all I'm saying. Nobody's hating on black women. Nobody's trying to demonize y'all. Like, like y'all swear, like y'all think, y'all get, like y'all think, like. I want to enjoy your little black sex in the city-ish whatever fuck shows by all means. It still doesn't change the fact that that scene was trash and possibly the whole show was trash, but whatever. Cool. Um, Yeah, so for the past two weeks, I was promoting my giveaway, photo shoot giveaway, basically. And matter of fact, I announced it last episode. Basically, I wanted black women to come and I wanted black women to come so I can, I can, you know, shoot a visual for an upcoming song that I have coming out in the new year, which is next month. It's called The Melanin Situation. Basically, it was me showing my love towards, it was me showing my love towards black women, but in a Raleigh Wicks kind of way, kind of way, you know, nothing disrespectful at all. Just, you know, my genuine, sincere appreciation. And what's funny is I already had a video shot for that. Like what? Maybe a year, two years ago, two years ago. Around what? 2019? 2019. That's a that's a safe assumption. Maybe 2019. And um I just look back at the footage and I'm like, there's not enough like black women. Like dark skinned women. Like I wanna I wanna include all shades, all sizes of black women. You know, I don't feel like there was enough melanated women represented there. So that's when I came about with the photo giveaway. Like, yo, y'all participate in this, you know, visual shoot. 
y'all can get a free 20 minute photo shoot of professional photos done and five edited images. I was promoting that flyer for like two weeks. Out of me promoting it for those two weeks, only one person signed on and even she couldn't participate in the shoot because she didn't feel comfortable with the type of outfit she had on. And she technically doesn't even live in New York. She lives somewhere close to Philly. She just happened to be in New York. She was like, fuck it. I might as well take advantage of the... I might as well take advantage of the shoot. And other than that, you know, not not even a lot of people shared the flyer too. I remember, you know, DMing a lot of folks. Like, yo, if you can't make it to the shoot, fine. Just reach, repost the flyer. Share the flyer at least. A lot of people told me, yeah. And only a handful actually shared it. I had one person tell me that they was going to sign up and never did. Didn't share the flyer either. By the way, she got mad when I blocked her. <laughs> she got mad when I blocked her. Like, you blocked me because I ain't signed on to your email list? Like, yeah, but it's more so the principle of it. And that principle with me is give your word, if you, give your word and keep it. Which it all goes back to what I say on and off here. And that's words mean things. Words mean things. And I feel like over the years, especially with social media coming into play, words have lost value with people. Tremendously. To the point where fucking words, words that don't need to be abbreviated are abbreviated. And that people are losing... And that, yeah, basically people are speaking like T.I. Learning big... Quote, unquote, learning big words and just misusing them constantly. Trying to throw them in conversations so they can sound more intellectual, but honestly, they reveal themselves to be bigger and bigger dumbasses. And then there's giving your word to something. If you're going to give your word to something, uphold it. Don't just give me, don't just give empty promises that you have no intention of going through on for the sake of making me feel good. Nah. Like, I could go to motherfuckers in the street for that. I can go to strangers in the street for that. If you're somebody that I know well and you're giving your word to something, I'm going to hold you to it. Keep it. And if you don't keep it, that's the quickest way for me to cut you off. Because in my eyes, if you can't keep your word on the small shit, that means I can never depend on you on the real shit. In my eyes, you're untrustworthy. You're flake. Like, fuck out of here. Like, nah, I can't be around you. I won't be around you. Niggas will not, like, niggas, niggas is not going to feel sorry when your ass is on the sword. They're not going to feel sorry for me when my ass is on the sword. So, they got to give a fuck if I cut you off. No. Words mean things. If you're going to give your, don't give your words to something that you have zero intention to uphold. I don't need a fucking story. I'm not five. I can read comic books for stories. I can, 
Again, stay on Twitter for stories. If you say you were going to do something, do it. It's that simple. But life happens, Riley. People be having their own things going on. I understand, but also, I don't fucking care. (laughs) I don't care anymore. I don't fucking care. If you, like, it would be different if you communicated to me. It would be different if you were transparent towards with me about it. Then I'll be more understanding and then I'll be more flexible. That's the thing. You'll be surprised how understanding and flexible a person can be if you're transparent with them. You'll be surprised. But people never give that a chance and then wonder why shit explodes in their faces because y'all decide what version of the truth they should or should not hear. Or if they're going to hear anything at all. Instead, because y'all's favorite thing to do is go ghost. But y'all preach about communication at the same fucking time. So is it Uchi Wally Wally or one mic? I'm confused. But yeah. I understand that people have a life of their own. I understand that people have shit going on for them. Like I Like a couple days ago... I was really in my feelings about this shit. I was really disappointed that the melanin photo giveaway didn't turn out the way I wanted it to turn out. I'm like, I would have thought black women would would have loved to participate in something that's, you know, uplifting them. And in the process, they get a free photo shoot. What? Who isn't going to take advantage of that? It's not coming out of your pocket. And... The photographer I hired is a is a it's a photographer that I trust. I'm well familiar with him and I trust him. He's not these pervy niggas that's gonna have you pose face down, ass up, with a fucking flag sticking out of your asshole, talking about it's artistry, baby. Trust me, I'm a photographer. He wasn't one of those niggas at all. He's a very respectful art. He's a very respectful nigga. I wouldn't even book him if, it, if that were the case. Because at the end of the day, it's still supposed to be a safe and comfortable atmosphere for black women, regardless. Women, women, period. But still, no one turned out. No one turned out. No one signed up. No one, nothing. And that shit just made me feel like shit. It's like, Damn. I guess soon as the clout war, people just backed up like, ah, he ain't popping no more. Oh, well. You know, the pandemic's over. Nobody gives a fuck about no OnlyFans. Whatever. Whatever, nigga. I'll share it when I feel like it, I guess. That shit just made me feel shitty and moody to where I just didn't want to interact with nobody at all. To the point where I just was going to quit the shit. But... You know, I had the space paid up. I had my photographer paid up. I was going to make the most of it. And I was really in my feelings about that shit. So I said on social media, I feel unsupported. I feel unsupported and I feel alone and shit because I do. Niggas was supporting me when... Niggas was supporting me when I was dropping content of quote unquote judging women. That's what y'all called it. Judging women. And that's the funny part. Yeah, I got more engagement off 
judging women than when I was trying to like support and uplift women. Which further backs up that people in general support negativity when it comes to it. People support people support two things: negative content and like likable people. If they like you like that, then they fuck with you. Then they fuck whatever content you drop every step of the way. Me and I've always said this consistently, people were more fans of my content than they were of me. Like, it was just in that moment. Like, I called it spot on. People are fans of my content. They're not a fan of me. They don't give a fuck about me. They just like this content because it's not even because of the reviews itself. It's just entertaining. People hate to be bored. So when the shit entertaining, not only is it entertaining and something that they've never seen before, they're going to fuck with it. I even told this to Savon on his podcast, the Need to Know podcast. Like people are more fans of people are more fans of the content than they are of me. They don't give a fuck about me. Only a few, only a few people are gonna give themselves a chance to get to know me, and that has happened. And let me and let me just get this out the way real quick. For those that support me and fuck with me, Riley Ritz. I genuinely appreciate y'all, whether it's listening to me stumble and bumble all over this podcast or my Riley randoms on my Instagram posts or my Riley randoms on Twitter or, you know, me posting my music, my raps and all that shit. For those that consistently support that and engage with that and give themselves a chance to get acquainted with Riley Ritz outside of OnlyFans Reviews. I thank y'all. I appreciate y'all and I fuss with y'all. And if y'all did at least share the post, the giveaway post, I really do appreciate y'all for that. Because it lifts my spirits to like see that some of y'all really do fuck with me. But then there's some people I just feel like it's not sincere with. So I'ma just ignore them. Especially there was this one nigga that commented on my shit. Com- commented on my shit. Yo, what happened to the OnlyFans reviews? I made a post about me feeling un- alone and unsupported, and this nigga's focus was, why you not reviewing more OnlyFans girls? I I deleted and blocked block his ass so fast, and the nigga that agreed with his post. That's one of the main reasons, and that further backs up why I just stopped doing OnlyFans reviews altogether. Because I've been telling people repeatedly, I am more than just OnlyFans reviews. And I know that's what y'all recognize me for. And again, I appreciate, you know, the people that I am at that gravitated towards me off the strength of that content. But I've told y'all repeatedly, repeatedly, y'all not gonna pigeonhole me. I'm not gonna allow myself to be pigeonholed. Into the very one thing that y'all like me about. And if I got to lose some of y'all during the process, so be it. I'm not staying in that one hole forever. And the part that kills, that kills me is y'all want people to create the same content that you know them for 
on me for you to turn around and say, shit's getting stale, do something new. Again, Uchi Wally Wally on one mic. Which is why I keep telling artists, do whatever the fuck you want. Because people don't know what they want. They only think that they do. They don't really know what the fuck they want. Not until you present it to them. Then they'll fuck with it. But yeah, I'm, I was bummed out. I was bummed out. So I made the, so I made the most of it. But it also just, it also just inspired the thought. Like people really don't respect the journey until after, after the success hit. They'll tell you that they do, but they don't. Especially how they show it. A lot of people do not respect the journey until after the success hit. And I said something along those lines before. Like, we like to pour, we like to pour into people when the success hit. Congratulations. I always knew you can do it. And you're doing things. I love to love to see it. Win, 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 and all this other shit. But nobody pours into you during the journey. Nobody pours into you during the journey. If rarely any people pour into you. During that journey, you are by your fucking self. Truly by yourself. Like grinding to get to grinding to like mark out mark off that one goal off your checklist. You rarely have people that genuinely believe in you. And mind you, people in general don't even believe in people other people, honestly. They believe in they believe in results. They believe in results more than the person. So as soon as they see that result pay off, that's when they want to pour into you as if they knew you could do it all along. That wasn't the case. So my whole thing is why do we wait until the success hit to Pour into people when honestly you need to be pouring into that person during the journey where they need it the most. You'd be surprised on what words can do. You'd be surprised on what actions can do. And may and there's no such thing as small word words or small actions. All of them shits count. Words like I believe in you. Words like, yo, you can do this. Like, keep going on. Like, I I got you every step of the way. Shit like that. Shit like that really goes a long way. It feeds niggas' spirit during that journey. For you to withhold that until they get to the finish line, that's some corny shit. That's some dick riding shit. Like, I don't respect it at all. Like, that shit is corny. It makes you... And if anything, it, it makes you look less like a supporter, less like a fan, and more like an opportunist. Just have one foot in so they can... So just have one foot in the door just in case the shit does pop off for them. That's lame. That's lame as fuck. And we still do that to each other to this day. Have one foot in the door to make it seem like we fuck with you just in case this nigga do pop off. Because you never know. But yeah, I think it's corny how, like I said, we wait until the success hit to pour into people when really 
Y'all need to pour, we need to pour into people during their journey. And that includes mine. Because I still feel alone in this. I still feel alone in this. Shout out to Joey. Shout out to SAG for giving me the support when I need it. But I really still feel alone in this. I really still feel unsupported. I re- and at times I do feel unsupported. My mental health hasn't been in the best of shape this year. But it will be better and stronger going into New Year and so forth and so on. You know, and I wish that for people as well. So, and I'm going to end it off with that. Um, Shout out to my old listeners. Shout out to the new listeners for coming in there. Um... My website, RileyRittens.com, R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-E-N-S.com. And I'm dropping my new single in the next year, which is really next month, January 13th. Like, I'm going to bring out this pre-save whenever I can and shit. Um, social media, Twitter, Instagram, and yes, even my Facebook page, Riley Ritz. R-I-L-E-Y-W-R-I-T-T-S. And before I leave, let me just tell y'all something random real quick. I searched, one day I searched in my own name as a hashtag. And there's this other nondescript page that basically copied my name. I'm not even, this is not even on no egotistical shit. I've had my Raleigh Ritten's name for... I have my, yeah, I've had this name for damn near what, 20 years? And as soon as I searched this nondescript page with, you know, a couple, a couple followers, basically in like 100 or something, created that page. This is basically Riley written music, just left out the S. And bas- just basically created that page solely to promote his mixtape on that's available on Spotify. But God knows how many streams on it. And as soon as I saw the shit, I'm like, yeah, this shit is fake. Bots, bots, stream farms running up his shit. And the fact that y'all are still using stream farms and bots to get your shit popping is ridiculous. But yeah, that nondescript page copied my name as a rap page and shit, so that's wild. <laughs> I didn't know that I would be that big of an influence. <laughs> Niggas don't even attempt originality. They just copy they just copy of what they see working for that one other person instead of believing in themselves to change their situation. But y'all done heard me say that line too many times. But um yeah. On that note, one.